willkommen zu der Bundesliga-Show mit mich, Gav Mack und meinem sehr guten Freund Flo Wurfum. Wie geht's, Flo? Immer gut, wenn ich ein hübsches Gesicht sehe. I said, I'm always feeling good when I see your pretty face. Oh, stop it. Absolutely stop it. Even though it's covered by a Kansas City cap, but um, yeah. we can argue with that today. No one can Congratulations. argue Congratulations. Super Bowl champions twice in four years. Let's go. Um, this is not the, the best my voice has ever, heard, ever sounded. It won't be because I did a lot of shouting and a lot of very emotional night last night. Um, but uh, we got through it and we moved. Um, but we're not going to talk about that football. We're going to talk about this football instead. Bundesliga football. I've got my, Bundes I've got my Germany World Cup 90 jersey on, um, just to show a little bit of love to Deutschland. Um, don't forget, you can uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel uh, by going to youtube.com forward slash MAD Sports Network and hitting that notification bell and smash that like button as well if you can. And of course, you can uh, listen to us anywhere. Um, wherever you get your podcast from, ideally on Spotify, it's much preferred if you do that um, for us instead. Um, Flo, how's your week been, mate? It's been quite okay, a little more calm because this week or the week ahead going to be a very rough one. It's Carnival in Germany. That means five days of partying starting on Thursday. Unfortunately, we have a home match against us, Monaco. What a bummer, but... Um, Well, it's European football, if you like it or not. That's what you play a season for, so I'm looking forward to it. Indeed, yeah. European football is back this week. Bayern are going to be in action against PSG. PSG having their own problems at the moment. Um, and Bayern, they're just uh, a bit of up and down since the restart. But they picked up a vital win at the weekend to make sure they stayed on top of the league. 3-0, they beat Bochum. Um, Muller gifted an opener and... Um, After that, it was it was just buying. You know, Bochum don't travel very well, Flo. No, they don't travel very well. Although their anthem was played in the Bayern Munich Stadium in the Allianz Arena before the match, because there was 50-year anniversary of the friendship between Bayern Munich and VfL Bochum between their fans. And yeah, I don't know some some Bochum players or especially uh, Janko took it a little bit too close with the friendship and. <laughs> <laughs> gave gave two gifts was it was it uh, one one clear mistake for, for the first goal i believe there was even a second one well he's quite friendly he was quite friendly to the bayern munich players so it was an never endangered home win for bayern flow i'm quite knowledgeable on the bundesliga but i didn't know about this friendship between these two until the weekend if i'm honest where did it stem from do you know I don't know where it has its origins. Obviously, it lays 50 years ago, but it's um, it, the 70s and the 80s, especially, have been a time where lots of friendships established throughout mm -hmm. Germany. So many, like Schalke and Nuremberg, um, Hamburg and Dortmund were closed for a while, and I don't, I don't know. It just happened some somehow. Often, it happened on uh, national trips, uh, national mm -hmm. uh, from a national team, because the friends were in the stands, traveled with the national team, which they don't do nowadays. But back then, they traveled together to, I don't know, France, England, Italia, you name it. Uh, yeah, f obviously for some riots, but still they, um, yeah, they, <laughs> they, 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 they made friendships and uh, some of them last until today. Yeah, yeah fair enough, fair dues. Um, but yeah, Bayern still top there doing their thing. Bochum, 
their home form is going to be what keeps them in the league um, just because they don't travel well at all. I'm sure as things stand, they'll be fine. But things are starting to hop, hop up a bit uh, at the top and at the bottom of the league at the moment, Flo, as, we, as we've seen this weekend. And in particular, um, one of the teams that are, that is really struggling at the moment is Stuttgart. They've got a new manager in charge now, but Freiburg, they're having their best start to the season. They won 2-1, um, although Stuttgart did open the scoring with, oh, Christ alive. Furich, what wow. a goal that was. Introduce yourself but, to the game, Chris Furich. But I believe we have plenty of these um, yeah, little jingles. In this show today, there's a couple more. There's a couple. More <laughs> looking, looking forward to that. Looking forward to that. Yeah, but um, well, Dan Axel Zagadou hadn't had the best performance on Saturday, unfortunately. <laughs> Coming it's back cool. from an injury and such a terrible performance, that's really, uh, really hard. It's, but um, yeah, his teammates have to help him, and then he'll come come back. I mean, he he is, in general, a solid centre back. In yeah. terms of defending, and yeah, with some more basics. games, yeah, some game time, he can still be a, a solid centre back for Stuttgart. Yeah, I've got questions with um, with the referee the other day, um, Stegerman. He, the two, there was two penalties, uh, the two goals that Freiburg scored. Um, we all know the outcome when Grifo's taken penalties, so I'm not going to talk about the execution of of both of the penalties. But what I do want to talk about is. The, just the the decision-making. It was pretty clear the challenge on Zagadou, on, on Gregory. He's caught him quite high up um, and he had to go to VAR for that. And the second one, again, this time on on Doan, he's, he's, just, he's just dragged him down. Like, I, these are things that you should be spotting as a, as a referee, in my opinion. Yeah, in general, we had some problems with the referees and VAR in the, in the Bundesliga. I guess we come to that later. But uh, in another match, but um, I I don't know the Stuttgart coach Bruno Labbadia complained massively about VAR and um, somehow can understand him because he argued that uh, or he stated that um, the referees like they've lost their balls. But actually, that's that's what he said in just in German. Yeah, and that they can't they're not able to make decisions that they're overturned by VAR. And this leads to some kind of uh, insecurity at a certain point. What's normal? Yeah, I mean, I think VAR has had a bit of an issue this whole weekend, hasn't it? Across not just the Bundesliga, but also in the Premier League. We're uh, being an Arsenal fan, been um, been done over a little bit there. Brighton fans will feel agreed, and so will Crystal Palace fans as well from the challenge from um, from uh, McAllister on on. Um, I can't remember who was on now actually, but. Is caught him very high up with the studs and and, no, and nothing given. So I don't know what's what, what's happening with the referees this weekend. Maybe they had as many beers as I had last night, and are just um, you know everyone can have an off day, um, and they all just had their off day at the same time. But yeah, Freiburg they are in fourth. How, how, do you reckon they'll be able to sustain that? Do you reckon they'll be able to get into a Champions League? I guess there'll be be a, a fight between. Freiburg, Leipzig and Frankfurt for spot number four from what I see at the moment. I mean, Dortmund is really picking up the pace right now. 
just wins this year. Union Berlin, it's unbelievable how sustainable they are and how, how they, they just keep winning matches and stay on the foot with Bayern Munich. So those three, obviously with Munich, are teams which seem to be very stable to me. And Freiburg, Leipzig and Frankfurt, they're kind of changing a little bit at the moment. Everyone's on spot four, spot five, spot six. There's, you have the impression they're doing, they're playing a good season, even though Leipzig had a terrible start. But still, they're dropping, or each team has dropped points in the last four games every now and then. Yeah. But still, Wolfsburg, we don't need to talk about them. They turn, <laughs> turn back to what they were. Before before uh, October, yeah. Now, I know Leverkusen obviously won't won't get close to them. So I guess it's those three clubs that are fighting for number four and Champions League qualification. Well, let, let, let's talk. Let's talk about um, Union Berlin because this this game. I, I think I call this a statement of intent. And only a couple of weeks ago, I said next season Union Berlin have opportunity to go on and win the league, and we can laugh about it, but. I think when you see performances like what happened this weekend, there's every argument that they can go ahead and do that. They've turned up in Saxony, bearing in mind that Marco Rosa is unbeaten at home as a manager of Leipzig. They've gone 1-0 up with an unbelievable strike. Wow, wow, wow. Tell you what, lads. That's a cracking goal, that is. Fuck me sideways. What a finish. Yeah, absolute golazo from um, from Heinrich, uh, from Henrik, I should say. Um, cutting in from the left hand side, it's about thirty yards out. He's drilled it. Beautiful goal, absolutely beautiful goal. And they go into the break one nil up. And you think at that point, then that's that's them. Whether it's Union Berlin or not, this is Leipzig at home. But Union decided other things in the equaliser as well from. Uh, who was that from? From Habera, wasn't it? Why? My good lord in heaven, he smacked that. Oh, what a goal. Yeah. It was, it was just a lovely piece of football to watch. At least the goals. And then when you're in Berlin, it's, it's just an amount of efficiency at the moment when it's about scoring goals, which is uh, frightening. For, for every club up front. I mean, for me, a, or from my point of view, a draw would have been well-deserved, maybe even, especially after the first half, a win for Leipzig. Yeah. But um, then they just come back out and they continue doing their thing. And somehow, yeah, you know, if it if it flows, it flows. <laughs> just the goals happen. And then obviously there's the, the equalizer, which wasn't given for Leipzig. I'm really interested about... Uh, for your opinion about that I don't like it Flo I don't like it if I'm honest um, so the it was a clearance so basically it's um, before the equaliser it's gone it's gone 2-1 to Union Berlin um, Simicon with the handball um, silly silly thing to do in my opinion um, and um, Kunoka um, with the penalty to make it 2-1 but yeah Yusuf Paulson has scored a goal. In my opinion, it is a, a perfectly taken goal. Um, Timo Werner was deemed to be offside in the build-up after going to VAR. I think the goal should have stood. It was a clearance, a, a deliberate attempt to play the ball from Doomy, and is is scuffed it. 
He's landed at Timo's feet. He's fed Paulson. He's, he's rolled it into the back of the net. That, for me, is a deliberate attempt to play the ball from Doomy. So, therefore, that goal should have stood. If I'm glad that... I'm glad that we have the same opinion on uh, on this one because mm. I'm very bad at arguing with you referee topics. <laughs> <laughs> Look, but, if, this, uh, if they miss out on on a potential title or a top four place by a point or two points, they'll go back to this game and this will be the moment where it changed as far as I'm concerned and they have every right to feel aggrieved. Yeah, especially on this this level of football talking about the second facing the fourth of the Bundesliga before this match day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Players, they're able to play a controlled ball with the heel. Yeah. And if, if you're making this attempt, you're making it because you fully trust into your abilities to play a ball the way you like it. Yeah. So that's why it's, from my point of view, a deliberate play, as you say. He's got his legs tangled. He's got his legs tangled yeah. and, he, and he's messed it up. You know, he should have positioned himself better. He wasn't under any pressure either. I think that's what makes it even worse. Yeah. And uh, yeah, for me, that goal, that goal has to stand. So. But no, let's let Union Berlin doing bits this year. They've been absolutely phenomenal. Um, they deserve everything that comes their way. I, I pray that they play Champions League football next season. And I would love to see them go on a bit of a run in it as well, you know, try and get through that group stage because those fans out of Foresty will just... Imagine Real Madrid or Barcelona playing in the Alte Försterei stadium. That would have to. And I don't know, like in the dressing rooms and all the stuff, it will be a massive cultural shock for yes. them. <laughs> yeah. Playing the stadium like that. It will not turn up to Leighton Orient or something. No offence, Leighton Orient, but... It, that's exactly what it would be like. And they, they hear they hear they face Berlin in the Champions League, thinking about the Olympic Stadium, big, massive, gigantic. Yeah. <laughs> and then they it's go to the tiny Altafusterei. Yeah. Yeah, that would be absolutely hilarious. Talk about Berlin sides. Hertha pulled off. <laughs> could argue a bit of a shock. Um, yeah. A, shock, uh, a bit of a shock result. Um, they beat Gladbach by four goals to one, and they were a goal down as well. And I just think. As soon as Gladbach take the lead, we already know what's going to happen here. Yeah, but okay, what are Gladbach? <laughs> what, what, what are Gladbach, Gladbach this yeah, season? Exactly. Yeah. yeah, let's make let's make it a thing. Let's make it a thing because yeah, they're up and down this year, man. They're they're in tenth at the moment on twenty six points. Uh, what are they nine points clear, seven points clear of the relegation playoff position. But at the same time, they could easily get dragged into it if they don't do their thing. And if teams like Hertha are picking up results, picking up points, you know, they're in the playoff position, two points away from safety. They could close the gap if they go on a bit of a run themselves. Um, and Gankam got the equaliser. This is his first goal in nearly two years. Um, but then, wow, 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 wow. Let's talk about that goal. Let's <laughs> I actually quoted this in my what? notes. Dardai, fucking hell. Galazzo, off the bar too. <laughs> yeah, I, I believe still some Hertha fans are shaking because they thought the ball would just hit right through the net towards them. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable strength. Is, what a what hit. I love about that is um, his old man was in the stands as well, wasn't he? Um, Pal Dardai, former player. Yeah, it was um, his birthday. As yeah, a exactly. on Dardai's birthday, yeah. That's awesome. I love that. And he's it's just like, pulling oh, up something. Like, that, that's what you dream about as a kid. 
yeah, exactly. Dad, did you see this? Bam. But um, does, does this does this result mean anything to her? To like, is this going to be them that about to go on a bit of a bit of a run? I don't know if if they're going for a run, but it's it's a massive sign of uh, life for them. I mean, they weren't able to to secure a win since the Bundesliga restarted this year, and. Uh, now they're on the relegation playoff spot. They climbed one spot. Um, they see Stuttgart are struggling, and it's just two points. It's it's only it's not that much. It's so close. Everything down there, from Hoffenheim to Stuttgart. Mm. So anything can happen, and they might get some self confidence. But still, it's it's a long way and a very very rough path for them to go to save the, the Bundesliga. Yeah, for sure. Um, we know what the record's like for teams that finish in 16th anyway. So if they hang around in 16th, they should be fine. Um, yeah. Unless they play against Hamburg, and then obviously we want Hamburg to win because you know, you know, I'm starting to get my affiliation right now. Flo, don't worry about that. Um, <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. I've got you back, bro. Um, two teams that started off the year with 100% records. Um, not 100% records, unbeaten runs, I should say. Um one of them had to give in the end and um, Cone versus um, Frankfurt ended with the home team picking up all three points. Um, five goals in five league games now for Shakiri as well, which is great for him. Um, he got himself a brace against Frankfurt. But um, Frankfurt just, they're on top in the first half, but they just couldn't click right. I, I don't know whether that's just resilience from Cone or, you know, maybe a bit of timeless from Frankfurt. They're putting all the pressure on Kalamawani, what what do you think? I think it's more the the resilience of, of Cologne, because Steff Baumgart teams they're always fighting for the last bit, and um, they, as you said in the first half, Frankfurt was a bit better, but in the second half, I don't. Or maybe I'm a bit curious how a halftime speech of Steff Baumgart is in such a match, mm. because I think the the walls are still shaking into the dressing room or into the dressing in the dressing room and then they came out played a great match and it's everything fits for cologne so they had to win this match basically i mean it's today's 75th birthday of the club yes that's right uh, in three days it's carnival tomorrow yeah. is uh, the big cologne uh, carnival ball for the mm -hmm. fc cologne so they they just be partying all week and they don't care what happens but and this this was just to spark the match to light the fire. And I believe just that's what Stefan Baumgart told him. He said to him, grab a win for the crowd. You get two extra days free and you can drink as much as you want. And we don't care about the game on Sunday. If we grab a point or no points, we'll have fun these days. Yeah. We are far away from European Cup uh, positions. We are far away from the relegation zone. Mm. Let's just live the moment. Yeah. And then they said, okay. Let's cook. Now, uh -huh. we, we, we are Leverkusen fans. We do not like Köln in that way. No offence, Köln fans. All offence, given. But can we just take a moment to appreciate how sexy that kit was that they wore? It, <laughs> it's what, what, it's what, one of the, of the better ones, yeah. They, they had horrible kits for Carnival, Carnival already. They always have like a seasonal kit just for this time. Mm. And they sell it for double the price or twice, twice the price, is it? And yeah. um, people are so mad about it that they're, they're buying it all the time. So great work from the merchandising department in Cologne. I, I guess we can give them that, yeah. 
yeah, it was very sexy. The font on the back as well, obviously top tier. If I wasn't um, a Leverkusen fan, I would definitely look into buying it, um, more than likely from DHK or other places. Anyway, um, right, so why don't we talk about, should we talk about, um, should we talk about Dortmund? Because um, Dortmund, they've maintained their 100% record in the league since the restart. Um, you expect them to go to Bremen and get all three points, but... Both Pavlenka and Kerbal had great games between the sticks. Yeah, true. Especially uh, on the line. Pavlenka is, is, is a great goalkeeper. He has his mm. mistakes every now and then when he's coming coming out. But um, yeah, both they had very good uh, good actions, good saves. And in the end, it was uh, the, the quality of Dortmund and especially the quality which came from the bench. The yes. Joker said, uh, secured the win for them. Yeah, for sure. Bono Gittins, young English player, came from the Man City Academy. He got on the score sheet just a, just over a minute, was it a minute and seven seconds or something like that after um, after coming off the bench uh, to get himself on the score sheet and, you know, just, just turn the screw a little bit before Julian Brandt got himself the um, got himself on the score sheet. I think he's joint top goal scorer now for, for Dortmund this year and um, secured all three points and once again just maintaining that 100% record since the restart now that mentality I, I, I think Terzic is an underrated manager um, I think he can go on to to very big things and I just feel like he knows all the decisions that he makes are all worthy he knows when to make changes in games to either you know, get someone like put pin someone up against the wall, or to to close the game off, or inject something new. I think, I think he's he's onto something. I think people should be talking about him more as a as a top manager. Yeah, I don't think he's he's better or worse than Marco Rosa before, but he definitely has uh, more credit from the fans and from the uh, from the officials, from the managers, man, mm. from the board, and it's it's a little bit more calm. So, you know, Gladbach signed Rosa for, what was it, 5 million? And Dortmund signed Rosa for 5 million from Gladbach. And everyone was expecting him to bid and to be it, to have a team which is a title contender. But this team was had a very horrible mentality. Mm. Still, it hasn't the best mentality. But Terzic is, I don't know, he has like a calm way of um, integrating every player. It's very calm about Borussia Dortmund, around Borussia Dortmund, although they, had, um, they didn't have a good, good autumn. Like before the World Cup, they they lost points, they dropped points, and um, he's doing a good job. Yeah, I absolutely give him that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Right then, it's time. Yeah, Schalke are shy, but they're not anymore. Yeah, they're we not. should maybe call it Schalke are shy because they're not scoring goals. They're just like <laughs> yeah. hiding in the back of the house. They are indeed. I feel sorry for them this weekend. I really do. Yeah. Um, they played against Wolfsburg. They picked up another clean sheet. They're, this, they, they could be onto something. Defensively, they are looking a lot smarter right now, although they did give away a penalty after nine minutes. Maxi Arnold took it, hit the post. Oh, dear. Um, but then after that, you know, Schalke had the opportunities. They scored two goals. Which were both um, ruled out for offside. The second one, I think, is pretty clear. Um, didn't read his line very well. The first one, though, the Alex Crow one, I'm not sure about that. I know they drew the lines, but 
Yeah, that's that's what it is. They they draw they drew the lines or they're drawing the lines. So I I can't really argue with that. But as a fan, I say or my heart says, okay, it's better if you don't have these lines because these situations are so close and it's actually not an advantage if it's mm. this close. But my head says, yeah, you have to draw the line somewhere. You always have to draw lines. So it's good that you have these precise tools. Ex as, as, as exactly like the um, like the goal line technology, if it works. Yeah, I just think it. I just I, I don't know. I've I felt I felt the line was. I felt like it might have been level. I do. I've, I've I, and that's not that, that's me actually trying to support you guys, Schalke. You know, um, I can't stand you lot, but you know, I'm, I'm actually trying to give you a little bit here. You know, so a little bit of hope. Can they stay up? I, I don't know. The the defense looks solid to me. That's good. But it's um, I don't know. The game it's less and less games and you need to start scoring goals. And you can't yeah. just you need you need wins. You can't just draw all the matches. Mm. For Schalke it would have been better to, I don't know, lose one, win one and lose one just for the feeling to win a game. Yeah. Not for the points. And um We'll see. I mean, at some point they have to secure a win. But oh, next match day is uh, at Union Berlin. So I was going to say, yeah. It's quite then, um, difficult. But then the two games after, these are games that they could potentially win. They've got Stuttgart at home uh, at the end of the month. And then they've got Bochum away. And we know Bochum's home form is great at the moment. But that could change at any point, you know. And Schalke could go there. They then play against Dortmund at home in the derby, um, which being a derby match, anything can happen. All, all form guide goes out of the window and then they go away to Augsburg. So there's there's chances to pick up some points in their next four or five games. There are chances, but if they don't pick up any results, it's getting very dark around the Feltins Arena. Yeah, for sure. Um, we saved it, but we'll talk about our boys now. Um, Hoffenheim won, uh, Leverkusen three. Uh, good to see Matarazzo back in the Bundesliga as well. Um, the opening goal. It's, um, yeah, it's tidy. Oh, that's proper naughty, that is. Oh. Yeah, Andrich loves it. T typical Andrich goal. He, he tries it quite often, like with the inner side of the foot to put the ball close to the post and it worked out just perfectly this time. Mm -hmm. But we need to talk about uh, Hoffenheim's defense in general in this match. It's like they acted like they were an under-19 team in some situations. Mm -hmm. They made it way too easy for Bayer Leverkusen. I expected way more resistance especially after they changed the coach and there are no excuses for the teams for the team for the players to continue playing like this and it was just like nothing really happened compared to the last match yeah i mean like sometimes it did take a little bit of time i was worried about this game if i'm honest because the new manager yep. bounce you see it a lot don't you but um you know angelino um and soki they had no idea what was going on 
on, on the day. Jeremy Fringpong looked world-class against these guys. I like Jeremy Fringpong, by the way. He's a good player, very quick, um, very direct, um, quite skillful as well. But for him to look on that level, he didn't need to do all that in order to look so good against their left-hand side. Yeah, yeah, they just, I don't know, they, they, defend, they defended him very careless. Everyone knows that it's a Leverkusen game to play from a solid defense uh, with Xavi Alonso as a manager or to try to have a solid defense and then at some point maybe score the opening goal. Mm. And if Leverkusen is 1-0 one, one up, it's horrible to play them because we just have these rockets on the wings. Yeah. And um, even after the 1-0, Hoffenheim, they just really opened just the pitch and they gave wide space for these guys mm -hmm. who can still score some goals but what then happened with the goal immediately after the half time and the second half time yeah mm. yeah Diaby on the score sheet as well um and Wojciech it's good to see him get, get on the score sheet as well because I think he needs a bit of a confidence boost at the moment and he also needs to try and look like he could potentially um give Patrick Schick a run for his money. You don't want to just know when shit comes back that he's just going to be sat on the bench the whole time. He needs to start putting in performances. So, and if you can't put in performance of a high level, at least try and get yourself on the score sheet. And, and that's what he's done uh, this weekend. Yeah. So. And I think Leverkusen fans are too harsh on him. I mean, the, the boy, I, really, I say the boy by purpose, he's just 20. He was mm. signed with 19. Of course, he was doing great stuff in the Czech League was one of the youngest players in Sparta Prague history and uh, scored lots of goals, but you can't compare the Czech Super League with, uh, with Bundesliga. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And he really profits, or generally the team profited, and that was lovely to see from Florian Wurz. Although he just made this one assist for Robert Andrich, his passes led to the assist uh, for the second and the third goal, and he had couple of these passes in this game and this was just this just brilliant this is what the team needs yeah for sure i'm still not digging the 3-4-3 but it did look good uh, against hoffenheim maybe because of the formation that hoffenheim were playing very similar um and probably worked out a little bit better in in, in leverkusen's favor but big win um it's, it's needed you know sat in eighth place at the moment 27 points still a bit of a way from um from from europe right now but hopefully a european run and that, you know, keep, keep some players. Free. Yeah, the good thing is that in the German Cup quarterfinal, there are already six, as so the top six, they're all in the quarterfinal mm. in Germany. So it's very likely that seventh spot enables you to qualify for a conference league next year. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I, I'm not rooting or I wouldn't be uh, aiming for conference league at the beginning of the season. But in the end, you have to take what you can get. And if it's yes. about playing international football, that's the most important one. And if it's just a conference league, yeah, come on. Exactly. Hands on mentality and uh, get to work. Yeah, exactly. I'm down for coming to more games as well. So um, and everyone knows I've got 100% record on, on, in the European tour right now, haven't I? So let's, uh, yeah. let's hope we're playing some European football next season, the Bayern boys. Um, Hoffenheim, they're in trouble, man. No win since, not, since October. They're laying 14th place right now. They're lucky that they started off the season so well because otherwise they'll be hanging around doing what Schalke are doing right now and arguably be below them right now if they didn't have the electric start that they did. 
Well, it's it's weird that Stuttgart is down there because obviously the colors blue and white. They are not very very popular this season. <laughs> That's what it is. And um, finally, Mainz, Kimbay Svensson um, doing his thing. Uh, Mainz three, Augsburg one. Um, it's nice to see, honestly, why score against somebody else. I thought that I thought that that was a thing. So the second different team is scored against um, this season, and um, yeah, got himself uh, a header to make it two 0 after Jason Lee got the opener. Um, I was a little bit weirded out by Lee's second goal, the one that made it three one. So I thought that was a foul on Gumney. I thought he, he, some might say, oh yeah, you know, it's just a bit of a battle. I think he's put, he's pushed him off the ball. He's not made any genuine attempt to get the ball. I, I, I think that that should be a foul, if I'm honest. But he got away with it. He got away with it. It leaves Mainz in 12th position on 26 points. They're five points ahead of Augsburg. Augsburg, they're, they're what, four points off, uh, off the relegation playoff position. But do you think Augsburg are right? Do you think they'll, they'll survive? Yeah, I think Augsburg. When I think of Augsburg, I think what are Augsburg in yeah. a like a couple couple points below Gladbach. It's like I said last week. They picked up a result against Leverkusen. Then you you go to Mainz. Obviously, it's not never easy to play an away game, but still, it's not Bayern Munich. You can focus on a solid defense and maybe I don't know grab a point or. Just let Mainz do the stuff, and Mainz is not a team which plays you against the wall. So, and then it's such a uninspired performance from Augsburg. But if we're talking about this match, and we were talking about the Cologne kids, the Carnival kids, and say they are great, or yeah. they look great, maybe we need to talk about Mainz, and they look horrible. Oh, they they've like awesome. the same tradition, and it's just I don't know what are they doing. They're looking like it clowns. Was hideous. I don't know. Whoever designed that deserves to get sacked. I really do. It was awful. Um, Augsburg have beaten Mainz more than any other team in the Bundesliga as well. So I expected Augsburg to do something. Um, but Augsburg, they've got a big game this weekend, Friday night, under the lights against Hoffenheim. I was ready to see that guy. Yeah, secure win at home. And then it's um, five points to Hoffenheim. Mm. Maybe even more to her to Berlin if they if they, if they don't win. So this is a we call it a six point game yeah. in Germany. One hundred percent a six pointer. Mm. Um, some big games on Saturday as well. Um, got Gladbach versus Bayern, uh, Stuttgart versus Köln, uh, Bochum versus Freiburg, uh, Wolfsburg versus Leipzig, and Frankfurt against Bremen. I'm looking at that Bochum Freiburg game. This is a Bochum's home form, as we've mentioned m- multiple times, and Freiburg's indifferent start to the the new year. This is probably one that I wouldn't want to put in my acker for the weekend. Yeah, I'd say it's a 50-50 game, and that's what makes it uh, so interesting. As you say, Bochum's home form is just great, and Freiburg, they're having the better individual players, but you don't know what you get when you see them this year. Mm. Uh, this calendar year. Yeah, 100%. Then Sunday, um, we've got uh, Leverkusen. We're playing against Mainz in the evening game. It's three games. That's a a late one for you, isn't it? Um, It's horrible. Yeah, 
everyone who will be in the stadium will be massively drunk. I don't oh, know what the DFL were thinking, but uh, there's a huge carnival parade in Leverkusen in the city center on Sunday. Mm. So everyone will be on that parade. It starts at two and at five or six, when they're very drunk, they'll come to the stadium and drink even more. And the whole stadium will be party zone. I'm looking forward to that. But you might as well, uh, if you want to watch the game, you might as well just record it and watch it again on Monday because no one's going to remember any of that game. Everyone's going to be hammered. No, no one in the stadium. <laughs> um, Dortmund, they've got a relatively easy game against Hertha, but after Hertha's buoyant four one win against Gladbach, they might fancy themselves to cause a bit of an upset. And then Schalke travel to Union Berlin as well on Sunday before we come back here on Monday. So, some good games in the offing. And um, yeah, that wraps it up for today. So, um, I'm now going to go to bed flow because I'm, as I said, I'm struggling today. I'm stood up doing the show today because I know if I sat down, I'd probably fall asleep. So, I didn't want to do that. Yeah, get yourself some sleep so that your pretty face is as relaxed as it was before. Exactly. With, and without tomorrow, any eye rings. Exactly. And tomorrow is Tuesday, which means it's darts night and I need to preserve my unbeaten record. 16 games, 16 wins in the Daventry uh, Singles League. One every single match, only dropping four legs in the meantime as well. So I need to make sure that I'm feeling fresh for that tomorrow. Um, don't forget, you can subscribe to the YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com forward slash MAD Sports Network. Hit the notification bell, smash the like button. Monday nights, we go live 10 p.m. Um, you can listen to us back at any time um, or watch it back at any time. Um, ideally, if you are listening, please do it on Spotify. That's where we would like you to, to listen to us. But you can listen to us on Apple Music and also on Google Play and wherever you get your podcast from. So that is fine on that front. But for myself, Gav Mac and the boy Flo, see you next Monday. Bis bald. Bye-bye.